Come on, everybody, said. We agree. Amen. Yes. Hey, we had a great time at uh, men's breakfast yesterday. Thank you, Doug and team, for putting on an amazing breakfast. And uh, we had about 85 guys there. It was just fantastic. Oh, yes. And uh, we had Terry bring the Word of God and to share his testimony. People got saved. And um, we were just so inspired by your life, Terry. And what has been wonderful, really, is just to be hanging out with you and spending some time and, and hearing your heart for people, hearing the, 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 the battles that you face personally, hearing the, uh, the, the personal decisions that you have made in your own life, even when faced with conflict. Uh, we love you as a friend. This is your home. So we receive you. We receive man of God today. We receive you. The grace that's upon your life. Let's welcome Pastor Terry as he comes to bring the word this morning. two-thirds, I think, of the uh, New Testament. And um, one thing I see about Paul is he prayed for, for boldness to come on him. Now, after the service, I want to try and get everyone out. There's many who wants to come out the front and we'll pray for you for boldness because uh, I believe it's a big thing that can cause a lot of um, uh, miracles in God. But anyway, what happened there was I looked up boldness and, and uh, that's what Paul prayed for. And um, boldness is the opposite to fearlessness. And it's the willingness to get things done despite the risks. And um, I thought to myself, you know, when I was a bad guy, running around, you know, robbing people, masks over my head and all that sort of junk, I thought, you know, I didn't care what people thought then. And then when I become a Christian, and you bring up the, the, the name Jesus, I thought, you know, I'm not going to be scared to, to say that. I don't want the fear of man on me. The Bible says fear of man bring of a snare. I said, I don't want that. So I'm going to go out the front. So what had happened is every time at the end of each service, at the time when I was, you know, a very young Christian, they said, anyone want prayer? So I'd come out the front and I would ask for one specific thing, and that was, Lord, I want boldness on my life. And I kept going out, and maybe it was six to 12 months. It was a long time, but every time they asked, I said, I'm going out there. I want that boldness. I want to go after it, and I want not to be afraid, no matter where I go, to share Jesus, you know? <clears throat> and I believe it came on me. I really, really do. And um, another thing I wanted was God's best in everything I did. I thought, you know, I need God's best. So I found, I went through the scriptures and I found different words that, that really meant a lot to me. Isaiah uh, 62 verse 6 in the Amplified Bible, God's word says, remind him of his word. Now he don't forget it, but we do. So it's for us to remind him, this is your promise, Lord, to me, you know. So it says to do that. Look that up in the Amplified. In Jeremiah 33.3, where we know that that's God's phone number. It says, call unto me and I'll answer you. So if I'm calling unto God, I've got to have that confidence that God will answer me. And another one of his favorite scriptures was Psalms 5.12, that will encompass a shield of favor right around you. And I used to claim hold of that. These are just things that I would just grab hold of and not let go. Deuteronomy 8.18 it says, I'll grant you the power to make wealth. Well, you know, you get <clears throat> money will help get the gospel out there. You know what I mean? So we, we know that um, I believe that and that power to make wealth is also the power of God's word. And uh, Isaiah 54.17 says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Well, I realized as a Christian, a new Christian, that weapons form. They do form against us but they can't prosper 
as long as we hold on to God's promises. And, and one of my favourite scriptures, the last one I'm just going to share, I've, there's a lot more of them, but I can't do them all today, is 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, I'll always cause you to triumph. Now, I put my name in there. Always cause Terry Walker to triumph. In other words, I don't lose. If I'm doing God's will, no matter what happens to me, no matter what you know, comes against me, I do not lose. As long as I don't quit. I used to teach my church, if you don't quit, you win. It's as simple as that. So, I mean, you know, you've got to have that spiritual fortitude to hang in there. That's, that's the thing that I found. I looked at, at Jesus' life and he was never negative. He always used his father's promises and nothing else. He just held on to that. I quickly learned about my confession and death and, the, and, death and life's in the power of your tongue and you'll eat the fruit of what you're speaking. So I wanted to just straighten myself out in those sort of things as a very young Christian and go along. Well, God started working with me and um, I realised straight away that uh, I, I, I started a church and everything was running really good. But what, what I wanted to do was we had the tribe of Judah. It was the patch on my back was tribe of Judah, Jesus is Lord, 1% type, to, um, you know, a biker thing. And we would go into all the outlaw bikers and, uh, and I never would want to go in there and just, you know, shout Jesus to them because they just blow your head off. So I just had to be very careful. But, you know, we build friends and friendships with them and over many years, it was just fantastic. God bless me. But one thing I noticed was that a lot of these outlaw bikers, uh, there was 14 different outlaw clubs in, uh, in Queensland at the time, the one percenters, and I noticed that they... They love to race nitro Harley Davidsons. And I thought, boy, that's a lot of money. You know, they get their, a lot of their money through drugs and alcohol. And we're Christians, we can't do that. And I thought, how can I do it? I said, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go and buy a little old nitro, you know, a down one. And, um, and we'll do it up over time. We'll get the church behind them because my church were pretty sort of rough um, sort of people. <laughs> and uh, a lot of gangsters and stuff like that, ex-gangsters. And so, you know, we all got together and there was quite a few of us and uh, we, we, we put this little racing team together. We found a coach that was going for sale for, um, I think it was 20 grand or something, and we raised the money. It was an old Dennings co coach, a, a tag axle, and had a Jimmy in it. And it was just, you know, I thought, you know, we'll get that, we'll make that a mobile home, get everyone else in the church to help out there, and we'll do all that. And then we'll get a trailer behind it, we'll put our little bike in it and I went and um, I found this guy so we did that we painted this coach I because you know what I did we go down the racetrack down at Willow Bank and we'd see Jack Daniels racing and I thought Lord why can't we have Jesus you know Jesus up there and let's be bold about it and I was a big one of saying church we've got to get out of the church and get out on the streets and you know, that's where the people are go out in the highways and the byways so we painted this big coach and the trailer, 62 foot long, uh, all black, and then completely black windows, and we got it all made up inside. Uh, the mobile home was a beautiful looking thing, and uh, big chrome wheels on it and everything, tag axle, big twin stacks, I loved it. And, um, and a trailer on the back, and it was all black with tribe of Judah, Jesus is Lord. Massive, great big sign on the side of it. and. Um, and then I went and seen this friend of mine, an old friend. <clears throat> he was not saved. <clears throat> his name was Joe Edmonds. And Joe Edmonds said to me, he said, I got a, an old Harley here, a little one that you know, I want to sell. You can have it for 10 grand. 
So we just thought, oh, well, you know, we'll grab it and do it up and we'll go out nitro race and harley. And with the nitros, you race them at 98% pure nitro. They've got a, a ballistic belt around them. You've got to wear a bulletproof vest when you're riding it. It's pretty heavy stuff. But <laughs> I wanted to get out there and show people that Jesus can do this too, you know. And um, so, you know, as I paid Joe the money, because it was a pretty down old bike, you know, it was a little 114 cube. And all the big boys were racing 175 cube, you know, and it's a middle 140 cube. And he, I paid him the money and he turned around and he said, you bunch of pedophiles, you won't even get halfway down the track. And I went, yes, we will, Joe. And he said, oh, well, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you ever do that. And I went, okay. So we went away and we just prayed and it took us several months. We put that bike together and spent some money on it and had a mechanic working with us, still is with me today, little Les. And we, we made that bike just a beautiful little, you know, little nitro Harley, 300 horsepower at the back wheel, 175 mile an hour. And you know what? We would go down the track and people started to get to know us because we would go down there and we were just learning. And we'd pray every time I'd get little Les. I wasn't the rider. I'd get, they call him a pilot. I'd get Les on it and, um, and he would ride that thing down there and, you know, it was just fantastic. And then we led so many people to the Lord out in the tracks. You know, they'd come up to us and say, man, I really like what you're doing. And we'd say, yeah, praise the Lord. We're down there for Jesus. And it was fun. Well, one time there, um, it was quite funny because uh, we, uh, <laughs> we went down this. It was a big day. It was uh, what they call the Winter Nats over in Australia. And... Um, there was a lot of outlaw bikers going there and there was a big bunch from um, over in Perth and uh, they were never allowed to wear their back patch. Now my rider, I, would, I made sure that we put no advertising on the bike, no advertising on the coach, apart from Tribe of Judah, Jesus is Lord. And uh, we wore that patch on our back and we were the only ones in Australia that were allowed to wear a motorcycle patch on our back because we were Christians. And uh, so we did that. We went down the track this day. Now there was, it was quite amazing because the coffin cheaters bought over their three nitro Harleys, each one worth over $200,000 and, and uh, you know, 175 cube, you know, like 700 horse, eight, six, 700 horsepower at the back wheel. And our little bike, only 300 horsepower, you know, 175. They were up around a 200 mile an hour. But we thought, well, praise the Lord. We're here to lift up Jesus. So we... <laughs> We start racing and, uh, you know, like when you've got Lord, the Lord on your side, some extraordinarily great things can happen. And, you know, so we would get up to the line and, you know, you've got to blow out these nitro bikes. It's so dangerous. You've got to make sure everything's got to be done in a sequence. You've got to have a, the right people, each one doing their own job. Be very, very careful. I mixed the fuel, which was at 98% pure nitro because I wouldn't let no one else touch it. And I wanted to make sure it was right. Well, we get out there and we'd start our bike to blow it out, then, then start her up and bang, we, bang, we go. One bike, we raced and we beat. Then the next one, we beat. Then the world champion bike comes along in Australia and we beat him. And he got so mad, he said, I want to race them again. And then we beat him again. <laughs> but, it, you know, you, you go through these spiritual warfares, of course, you know, and I expected that, sort of knowing that was going to sort of take place. Then we come up with the Coffin Cheaters. Now, the Coffin Cheaters are 1% club over in Perth, and they're pretty mean sort of dudes. And, uh, and uh, the guy that um, was racing against us on the three different bikes, the same, same uh, racer, 
Now, we beat it three times, and the reason why we did is their bike would break down or something like that. And he got very nasty on us. He got really nasty. His name was Slash. I mean, what a nice-looking guy. <laughs> he looked like a Slash, too. But <laughs> he, um, he, uh, he was quite upset. Now, so we go along to the Friday night comes up, and there's 30,000 people there. We won every race. I mean... Little old tribe of Judah bike. I mean, they were, they were, we were famous. Like they were saying, what's going on? This little bike's beating all the big bikes. We go out there on the Friday night, 7 o'clock at night, and we go to light it up, you know, blow it out, get it ready to, to race. And all of a sudden, uh, the official, Andrew official comes up, Channel 7 there, 30,000 people, massive. And comes up to me, he says, Terry, you're going to have to put something over the patch. I said, what are you talking about? He said, oh, here's the jumper. Put this black jumper. We've had a big complaint. You beat the three guys. They're just so mad. They're not allowed to wear their patch. They want you to take your... I said, what? I said, we didn't come out just a race. We've come out. That's my sponsor. I said, do you see any other advertising on my bike? He said, no. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry. You're going to have to... I said, oh, we're going home. He said, no, you can't do that. I said, we're going home. We're not staying. So I grabbed the bike. Now, all my boys that come to the church, the racing team, they looked at me and went, Pastor Terry, we've won every race. I said, we're going home. We're down there for one reason. So we pulled the bike back, and I went back in the coach, and I started walking up and down. That's when you get into us. You know, it says we're in spiritual warfare. Truly, we're Christians, and we've just got to understand this is what happens. So I just started walking up and down in my coach. Thank you, Lord. Your word says, you know, I kept going through my scriptures. No weapon formed against me will prosper. That's a weapon that's formed. Then it cannot prosper. <laughs> Second Corinthians 2.14 says, You'll always cause Terry to win. I thank you, Lord. I don't care what's happening out there. <laughs> so funny because I get a knock on the door. Three Andrew officials. Mr. Walker. Yes? What do you want? Can, can, can you prove you're a church? I said, yes, I can, but not tonight. He said, can you bring the paperwork in the morning? I said, yes. He said, can you come out and race? They want you out there. I said, with my patch on the back? <laughs> he said, yes. <laughs> so we go out, this is the funny part. We go out there, put the bike up, ready to get it all ready. Guess who we're racing? Joe Edmonds. He just bought this brand spank, the one who called me a pedophile. The one, he just... <laughs> This brand new bike, 100, he spent over 200 grand on this 175 and he's looking at us like this. Bang goes the lights and we beat him. <laughs> we came. We done the winning nats. We were the champions. It was so good. We just praised the Lord, giving God all the glory. Well, you know, like he didn't give me the thousand bucks, by the way. But <laughs> he did apologise to me. But the thing is, we took it back and we went back and... Um, Hey, I've got a couple more minutes I can share this. We go back and I'm pretty hyped up. Like, you know, praise the Lord, look what happened. You know, God, we give God the glory. What a fantastic week. The Rebels Outlaw Group wanted me to um, bring my coach and the trailer and the bike to their car and bike show on the Thursday. We had three services a week. One was a Wednesday night. We always had a couple hundred people come to the Wednesday night as well. So... I'm up there and I'm pretty well pumped up. And I'm saying, you know, when you go through drama, just keep praising the Lord. No matter what happens, just keep praising the Lord. Just like fishing. And, uh, 
And, and so, and, you know, I'm really pumped up. Praise the Lord. You know, this will never be. And we're just, we're, 2 Corinthians 2.14, you'll always could tell a story about what happened. Now, we're going racing next day. We're not racing, but show the bike off. We go out on that night, and I'm just all pumped up. Go out the next morning, pick up the coach. It's around the back of the church, our church. And I said to John, can you go around and pick it up, and I'll grab this vehicle and all this sort of, sort of stuff, and we'll get into town. He goes around to pick the coach up, comes back around with a real sad face. I said, what's up? He said, oh, Pastor Terry, you better come around. I don't want to tell you. I said, what's wrong? He said, come around and have the coach. You go around the back. Two young kids got drunk that night, night before their mother had gone away and left all this alcohol in the fridge. They were only like 15, 13, 14, 15. And they got drunk and they wrecked my coach. I mean, they smashed all the lights and all the windows. And Oh, man, I walked around there. This, this is the funny part. All the people that were in church with me last night, as I'm praising the Lord, no matter what, they're all looking at me. And I'm looking at the coach. And I can tell you, my heart went from here down to my feet. And I thought, you're either going to be a hypocrite, Terry, (laughs) or you're going to praise the Lord. And I'll tell you, the hardest thing in my life that day was to lift my hands (laughs) and say... Truly, it wasn't easy. And I said, Lord, I don't praise you for this, but I praise you in it. And Lord, I don't know what's happening here, but we'll get it fixed. What happened is the, um, the, the local paper heard about it. They came around, took photos and stuff like this. We went and got a quote, $7,000 to get it fixed. And I had no insurance. On the, I, could, I had so many vehicles, I couldn't insure everything. So what I would do is just insure against. So if we hit a Mercedes-Benz, anything like that, it was covered, but not us. We would lose it. It was just third-party insurance. So that, that's what happened there. And anyway, I'm thinking, oh, 7000 bucks. I, I can't take $7,000 out of the church now and pay you that. We're just going to have to leave it go. Well, I went to the paper, and I got this phone call. And this guy rings me up. He says, hey, Terry. And I said, and he said my name's Bruce, Bruce Keenan. I said, oh, yeah, much. what's up? And he said, uh, I, I'm a Christian, I race, you know, cars and stuff like that. And he said, I want to help you. I said, oh, all right. And he said, uh, me and my wife want to come around and we want to give you a $7,000 check. I went, praise the Lord. That's not the end of the story, though. I went, thank you, Jesus. So he said, all right. They come around about two hours later, walked in the church, handed over $7,000. I'm, I'm just, thank you, Jesus. And then he said, there's something else I want to do for you. He said, you know who I am? I said, no, not really. He said, my name's Bruce Keenan. He said, I invented the retractable needle um, against AIDS and it's made me 90 million bucks. Wow. He said, I want you to come around to my building the next day. So I went around there and he had these two guys standing there. I thought they were cops. I thought, what the heck? You know? <laughs> and, he, and they said, sit down. And they got all this paperwork in front of me, showing this. He signed over and told me how to sell it. I was to give him to this and that. He gave me shares in his company to sell the next day. I had to wait 24 hours, $400,000. Listen, it pays to serve the Lord and praise Him and hold on to the promises until you go through it, until you win. It happened to me, and I'm telling you one of hundreds of stories that have happened. And I'm talking about people got healed. I'm talking about people were, 
where uh, were dead, that came back to life. I mean, Lord, the Lord has done so many things because I've held on to the Scriptures. Now, I often thought, would God have still helped me if I had gone mad at God when I went around and said, now, Coach, of course he would, he loves me. But I, to get the best of God, you will go through a test. The best, you'll go through a test. But that test can become a testimony. And that's what happens. So, you know, I just want to leave you with that and, and just share with you, just like to encourage each other. And don't see your brother just going through something and thinking, oh, you know, he's no good. Can I get the singing team come back up here? And also, because um, I'd like to pray for people. Let me tell you this. this um, well, first of all, if you don't know the Lord, I'd like to ask you a little simple, uh, you know, if you'd pray with me in a little prayer. But then also, and I pray, I'd like to pray for people to get uh, pastor's team out behind them, uh, for people who want boldness. If you want to see God move, you know, and you ask God for something, he will give it to you, the Bible says. And um, there's, I believe there'll be an anointing here tonight, this afternoon, this morning, to, <laughs> I'm a bit mixed up, I'm an Aussie, you know. <laughs> get that way, you know. I love New Zealand, I'm telling you. I love them big fish. And, uh, and um, anyway, so and I want to pray for people and pray that, uh, allow that anointing to come out for boldness on you. And you get that boldness, I'm telling you, you'll be put to the test quickly. So don't be, sit there and go, oh, I just want boldness. Because, you know, you'll go through something. But let me tell you this, if you hold on, Hold on to those, any promise that God's given you. It works. It, it will come to pass, but we will go through a test that becomes a testimony. Now, if you're not saved, if you've never invited Jesus into your life, it's very, very, very important to ask the Lord to come into your heart just by opening up your heart. And we can all say this together just to help someone that may be here that's not saved by saying this prayer. If you if we'd all say this together, just close your eyes, bow your heads. Let's just say this. Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. Come into my heart. Come into my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. If you've said that for the first time of your life, Please put your hand up. Is there anybody here? God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Anybody else? So important to know the Lord. We, no one here can promise you we're going to be here in the next hour, next day, the next year. No one. We, 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 we just got to know the Lord before any of us pass away or go to be with Jesus. We've got to know the Lord. It's so important. There's so many people. The Bible says in Isaiah, hell is being made bigger every day. It's just a horrible thing to think of people going to hell. It just, it just blows my mind out sometimes. Now, I'm just going to pray too that, like, honestly, those two people, God bless you. Please come out the front in prayer and tell me who you were and I'll pray for you. I'd love to lay my hands on you and, and just seal, you know, like with prayer seal you forever and ever and ever and we'll meet again in heaven when I, when I get everyone out but look if there's people here that you would like that boldness a spirit of boldness to come upon you 
be able to get your family saved, to be able to do something. I mean, there's words of God that I used when my father was an absolute, absolute atheist. I couldn't even do his funeral because I'd been claiming hold of God's word. Job chapter 22, verse 30, by the cleanness of my hands, those that are guilty be made innocent. I couldn't do the funeral. I had to get a friend of mine to do it. And during the funeral, someone stood up and said, I led past, I said, Ray Walker to the Lord before he died. Oh. And then they also said, he was not to tell Terry until he's gone. I said, wow, my dad. But he's in heaven, praise the Lord. Don't let go of God's promises. Now, if you want that prayer, and those other people who accepted Jesus, please come out and let me uh, pray for you. And maybe the team uh, can pray behind people. So if you want that prayer, would you stand up? You want to be bold. You want to be bold. You're not going to be scared of those. You know, the Bible says the fear of man bring up a snare. Come down the front and let me pray. Let us pray for you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And can I get the church, uh, your ministry, to get behind? So if you come forward, and who are those two ladies? That's one there, praise the Lord. And the other one, the other lady here? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for her salvation. Thank you, Lord, that you, her spirit is seared under God for the day of redemption until we get to heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. So have the church people behind uh, your your ministers. Uh, which where do you think? Behind? They get behind. And uh, maybe maybe oh, I don't know where they go behind them. It doesn't matter. Praise the Lord. There's an anointing here. <laughs> Just if the church people get behind to to oh, that's the other lady, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for these two salvations, Lord Jesus. Lord, thank you so much. She's accepted Jesus, spoke it with her own heart. We just pray as she's sealed in Jesus' name. God bless you, honey. Amen. Ooh. Well, praise the Lord. We're praying for boldness. Everyone here, if you want that boldness on your heart, you know, the fear of man bringeth a snare. When we want to see New Zealand completely changed. Completely. Praise the Lord. It'll only happen through us, through people that are prayer, that are bold for Jesus. You're not, you know, when things happen, maybe at work or something, you haven't even told them at work that you're a Christian. Come out of that closet. And don't matter what they say. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Praise the Lord. They will, they will uh, persecute you. That's part of it. You'll get persecuted. Jesus said that. That's a promise. But you know what? If you hang in there, keep praising the Lord, man, powerful things happen. You'll see God move powerfully. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we release the spirit of boldness upon these people, upon this church. In the precious name of Jesus, we release it, Lord. Bring that boldness upon each and every one of them. Let that anointing flow, Lord. Flow over their lives. Touch them, Lord. 
like never before in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Let's just keep worshiping this evening, this morning. Terry's is going to come along, and our ministry team's going to come along. Just lay hands on you. You're more than welcome to stay here a bit longer, or you're free to go. Bless you this morning in Jesus' name.